Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. That we all need to do. Let's be mindful that data, like any resource, like water, like electricity, is finite. So we need to be mindful that we don't waste it. Let's use it for the critical things that we need it for within this uh, critical period. And you had Ken Ashikbe, who is the chief executive of the telecoms chamber. Now, the Hospitality Association of Ghana, a new body comprising players in the industry, is pushing for some relief of firms operating in the sector. According to a statement issued and signed by its executive secretary, Theodore Jable, they are calling for a 65% reduction in utility and water tariffs. They are also calling for a suspension of the 1% tourism levy, as well as negotiations with SNIT to pay 50% of salary of employees over a six-month period. According to the association, which has more than 60 companies, these measures will bring some relief to the industry. And before we take leave of you, let's get our journal for the day. Now, the coronavirus has thrown many economies out of gear, and there are predictions that more countries could go into recession. Here in Ghana, Finance Minister Ken Furiata has indicated that we could lose over 9 billion cities to the virus. But how are businesses also managing the situation? For our journal today, we take a look at the global picture and the effect on businesses in the country. Here's a report I put together. Worldwide, the spread of coronavirus has wreaked havoc on daily lives and brought most of our plans and routines to a halt, leaving both developed and developing countries with big economic blows. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. We're going to go through a very tough two weeks. This is going to be a very painful, very, very painful two weeks.
Though the IMF in March mentioned that the impact of the COVID-19 on global growth will be difficult to predict, it is now certain that global growth rate will slow down. Kristalina Georgieva is Managing Director of the IMF. The assistance never happened in the past. Uh, uh, at best, emergency assistance would be a handful of countries. Uh, today, uh, practically the whole world is in uh, a status of emergency. Ghana's economy is not left out in this trying times as Financial Minister Keno Foriata reveals that the virus will cause the nation about 2.5% of GDP. The cost of the coronavirus alleviation program is 9,505,000,000 Ghana cities, 2.5% of the revised GDP. A recalibration of the 2020 fiscal framework reflects the fiscal impact of the coronavirus shows that the overall fiscal deficit will increase. The restriction of movements and large gatherings may be a good move for public safety against the spread of the virus, but not so good for businesses. From four-star hotels to SMEs, businesses are crippling due to the many factors, but mainly because of a drop in patronage. For the past one week since they announced the outbreak of uh, coronavirus in the country, we've recorded very low patronage in the salon. In fact, for Monday, we've had only five clients walking in. And it's, and it's really affecting our business. business is very low. So if you, can, if you have, say, single-digit percentage, you, ha- you have over 100 staff, then, you know, it doesn't, the ratio doesn't match. And, and it costs a lot. There's electricity, uh, there's, there's water bills, there's so many things that have to be paid for. It has really affected the itchy so badly. When the outbreak started, business was, I mean, it just started going down. People were scared for their lives. They weren't coming out to come and buy. So I was just throwing food away, but I thought things would get better. The International Labour Organization warned that the economic fallout from the coronavirus could cause the loss of up to 25 million jobs and income losses for workers, estimated at $3.4 trillion by end of 2020. All hope may not be lost for the Ghanaian business world, as government is putting together a stimulus package. They will also ensure tax relief for some businesses. Ghana Revenue Authority will provide some relief to businesses and households, including extension of due dates for filing of taxes from four months to six months after the end of the basis year. Wave VAT on donations of stock of equipment and goods for fighting the COVID-19 pandemic. The coronavirus is clearly not only a health emergency, but also a threat to the world economy, particularly Africans, mainly because African nations trade more with the rest of the world than they do with each other. Hopefully, when all this is over, intra-Africa trade will be improved. For Joy Business, Karin Dodo. So let's all help in the fight against coronavirus. Stay home and stay safe. And that'll be all for the Joy Business Report. Thanks for joining us. My name is Karin Dodu. Enjoy the rest of our programs. 
As we continue to fight COVID-19 together, EcoBank offers you several ways to stay home, stay safe, and take control of your finances. Use EcoBank Mobile whenever, wherever, with or without an EcoBank account to send money through SMS and email. Also buy airtime, pay bills, and much more from the comfort of your home. For high-value transactions, use our internet banking services. EcoBank QR code enables you to make cashless digital payments when paying for goods and services. Download the EcoBank Mobile today from the Google Play Store, App Store, or from our Facebook page. Additionally, dial the short code star 770 hash from any phone and start transacting. EcoBank cares. Remember to observe social distancing, wash your hands frequently, and don't touch your face. For further assistance, can we call EcoBank Contact Center on 3225 anytime, any day, toll free. Stay home, stay safe. EcoBank, the Pan African Bank. is a coach and at the other side a brilliant entertainer. He understood the game especially and that in the in the age of 13 or 14 years, 12 years. He's always from us. He's not top and he looks down to the players or to the people. He is one of us. Jürgen Klopp was a typical student. They fight for him. They believe in him was good for us, was good for him, was a perfect, was a perfect uh, story. Klopp's come onto the field, Klopp's joining in the celebrations. What's it like to go on holiday with Jürgen Klopp? How, how good is it? How, how good is the company? Uh, you have the, the biggest fun you have. Uh, it's not possible to make more. Jürgen Klopp is a marketing man's dream uh, because uh, a person like him working for an emotional club like Borussia Dortmund, that's a perfect fit. Oh, I love him. I'm a totally normal guy. I came from Black Forest. I'm the normal one, maybe, if you want this. <laughs> a normal guy from the Black Forest. That's how Jürgen Klopp described himself when he first took over as Liverpool boss in October 2015. But his coaching career has been extraordinary, not just for the titles and the cups he's won, but also because of the impact he's had on players and on fans since he first became a manager at the age of just 33. My name's John Bennett, and with Liverpool on the brink of ending their 30-year wait to become Premier League champions, I've been travelling across Germany to find out what has made Klopp such a great football manager and such a great fit for Liverpool. It's a journey that will take me to promotion and relegation in Mainz and to title wins and a Champions League final in Dortmund. But it all starts in his first home in the Black Forest. The people in that area where I grew up um, are special. But I come actually 80 kilometers away from Stuttgart. Yeah. When you drive only, maybe the first 20 kilometers there's a motorway and then you go in the forest and drive through the forest until you reach Glatten. Jens, nice to meet you. Hello, John. How nice to you? meet you. So this Fine. is Glatten. Thank you this so much for welcoming us. Glatton is a small spa village with a stunning setting among the hills and evergreens in the valley of the River Glatt. It feels a million miles away from the industry and the intensity of Liverpool, but it's here that a young Klopp first fell in love with football in the company of his childhood friend and teammate Jens Haas. At the moment we are in the middle of Glatton, the centre of the village, and especially our meeting point where we meet each other when we go to the football matches 
we all meet together here in the middle. So when you were very young, you and a young Jurgen Klopp used to meet right in this spot before going to the football matches? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we meet all each other here. Yeah. How old were you when you, you first met Jurgen Klopp? What were your first memories of Jurgen? Well, the first memories were in the kindergarten, of course. With three years, we met the first time in the kindergarten and then we grew up as neighbours and then going to the football, going to school. Yeah. And you shared that love of football. Do you remember first seeing Jurgen Klopp with the football? I guess you were playing in the same team. You know, what were those memories like? Tell us about that. Well, yes, that was a great memory. Everybody in the village played football. And so we had a, a good group playing football and there were some good players here, especially Jurgen. Yeah. Okay, so this is where you used to meet before going to the games. Uh, this is where the fountain is, right next to the river Glatt. Where are you going to take us now on this little tour of, uh, of the village? I want to show you a little bit the way we walked and uh, along the Glatt, along the river. Uh, we're going inside of his house to the school and I can show you the town hall and the school where we've been as small kids. Jens, lead the way. Looking forward to it. So Jens, we can hear the, uh, the River Glatt in the background. We're walking alongside it now. Where are we? Yeah, we are just directly beside of his house in a small street in the back where we're always riding bicycles, sitting on the banks here, looking around and, and sometimes meet each other in the leisure time. What sort of place was it to, to grow up? I know Jurgen Klopp, when he talks about it, he says it's, it's the place that gave me my freedom. You always felt safe here. You always felt free here. Yeah. It's a, some way a, a silent uh, village. Where the people are very based and, and quiet. And, so, and also very solid. And so, like the Swabians are, they're keeping the money a little bit together. They like to work. Yeah, and they judge the people about that, what they are doing and what they are working. Work on the houses, in the fields, and in the forest, and everywhere. Yeah, and, and the people, they are nice people, yeah? They take a little bit time to get warm, to get friends, but over then, you have good friends. Jens, tell us where we are now. We are just standing outside of Jürgen Klopp's home, his house, where he grew up. And a beautiful house as well. White frontage, three floors, a large wooden balcony on the second floor, a large white garage as well. A lovely house, very nice family, popular in the village, aren't they? Two sisters, is that right, grew up with him in this house? Yes, he had two older sisters, a little bit older than him. So five and seven years older is, is more than a second and a third mother. They took care of me. So I only knew where the kitchen is in the house because of the smell. I was never there. I completely had no clue about all these housework things. And I was like, they treat me like the prince. That's the truth. That's how it is. The man in the house in, in Black Forest is like, everybody's waiting for the sun. That time it was still like this. And so at the end, I finally I arrived. Uh, was a sporty guy, not really silly. So school, okay, all that stuff. So for all these things, how they treated me. I'm doing really okay because it could turn in a proper weird person if you think the world brings all the stuff to you, cook for you and, and, yeah. and, and bring the rubbish in front of the door or whatever. So that's, that's all the stuff. But yeah, it was like it was. I, I've, I've felt the love and um, that's probably the most important thing. 
what were your first memories of that house? I think you used to listen to Bundesliga games together on the radio, didn't you? Oh, yes. And especially on the Saturdays when we uh, were driving to the football matches, we always listened to the Bundesliga. He listened very carefully to that. And uh, when we were in the car, he knew very good what was going up in the Bundesliga. Sometimes I thought he's, he's already a coach and he understand the teams absolutely. And sometimes he, give, he gave some comments about that and uh, I was um, amazed about his knowledge and what he knows about the game. Also in, in the age of 13 or 14 years, sometimes they are commenting, oh, some players will be taken off the game or something and, and sometimes he just said oh he wants to t- he will take this or that person out of the game and he know that before before the speaker said they're going to exchange somebody he sometimes knew which one so even back then listening to the Bundesliga on the radio in the car or in his bedroom right in front of us here he'd, he'd be acting like a coach like a, like a manager yes he understood the game uh, especially, and that in the in the age of thirteen or fourteen years, twelve years, and and that was an uh, amazing for me that that somebody from from that age could do that. Jens, we couldn't end the tour without coming to perhaps the most important place in the village for Jurgen Klopp. Where are we now? We are on the old sports ground where everything of the career of Jürgen began. Yeah, it's a beautiful football pitch as well, right next to the forest, down in the valley, and uh, it's well mowed, it's well kept. There are a few molehills on the football pitch, I have to say. There's a couple of newish goals, a couple of old goals, one goal that looked like it might have been around during Jürgen Klopp's time. It's a bit old and rusty now. <laughs> but it must have yeah. been a beautiful surrounding to play football. We are right next to the River Glatt. So I'm sure the football used to go in there a few times, didn't oh, it? Oh, yes, many times we shot the ball into the river and we have to run uh, <laughs> to get the ball back. And many of the balls went, never went back. <laughs> uh, what was the team like? It must have been a good team. You know, someone of the talent of Jurgen Klopp who went on to play professionally for Mainz. You must have had a good side. Yes, it was a good good team, we have to say. Uh, not, not only Jürgen was very talented, we had some, some very good players here. That was a, a real good use, what we had. And what are your memories? I mean, the parents, I guess, used to watch from the sidelines, encourage you. Norbert Klopp, Jürgen's father, would have been here watching? Yes, Norbert was many times. He was watching the games, standing beside a little bit on a hill, looking at the whole field and see everything. It's 10 o'clock on the morning after my tour of Glatton with Jens and I'm off to meet the mayor of the village, Tor Derek Pfeiffer. What macht ihr heute? Frau Wolf. Mayor Pfeiffer, thank you so much for inviting us to Glatton in your office in the, in the town hall. First of all, just tell me what Jürgen Klopp means to Glatton, his importance to this town? At first, he is very uh, uh, important for our football enthusiastic use because he is a big motivator, he's a great motivator. 
and he's also a symbol <clears throat> or the proof that you can be born on the countryside. You have not to be born in a city to become famous and, and also to become successful. So Jurgen Klopp is very important to this town, but tell me how you think this town has shaped Jurgen Klopp's life and the importance of Glatton to his success, to what, to what he's done in his life. Everything the young Jürgen Klopp has uh, to do to become successful was made from his own side, from his inside. I think uh, there were no presents to give to him and no one said, oh, you are Jürgen Klopp, you are famous, you are successful. No, he has done everything himself. And I think uh, if you live on the countryside and there are no managers everywhere, you have to do everything from outside your heart to, to become successful. And so I think um, the most thing for Jürgen Klopp is that everything he do, he is totally uh, from his heart and, and his brain. And he says, this is right what I'm doing. But oftentimes I think um, the one, one more reason for his success is he's always from us. He's not top and he looks down to the players or to the people. He is one of us. And today he's actually one of us. <laughs> Klopp returned here to Glatten in 2011 for a special celebration. It was in his honour to mark Borussia Dortmund's Bundesliga title. Jens Haas was among the many villagers who welcomed him home. And it was a very amazing time for me to meet him again. And in one minute he was a professional coach of Dortmund. And then we spoke with each other. And then Jürgen changed absolutely to old, an old classmate. From one second to the other, he was an old classmate. He was interested in the village. He was interested in person. And he asked, who is that? Who is that? I know this face. What's the name of them? And he was interested very much in his home. Hello, welcome. Here we are at the sports club bar. Uh, it was built in 1981. And when Jürgen Klopp was uh, a young boy, he was here also. And also in 2011 when we made the big celebration. And so you fin can find a lot of pictures of him and some presents of him. He is always present. And lots of trophies as well scattered around the place. The first thing that catches your eye, let's walk over here. Yes. A picture of Jürgen Klopp. Uh, in his Borussia Dortmund days with a couple of medals. I guess one medal for the first Bundesliga title, one medal for the second Bundesliga title. Yes. It's a picture of Jürgen Klopp and he's written a message, hasn't he? What, what does he say here? Yes. He says, he, he wrote to us, best greetings to my hometown, Jürgen Jürgen Klopp. And one thing I notice here, Jürgen Klopp is in the yellow and black colours of Borussia Dortmund. But if we, yes. if we walk over here to the other side of the bar, yes. we have some... Bits of memorabilia from Glatton, the football club here. Yes. Uh, and tell me about the colours. Tell me about the colours of the football club here. And they're pretty similar to Borussia Dortmund, aren't they? Yes, the colours are the same, yellow and black. 
He starts with the yellow and black, and he had success with the yellow and black. And I've noticed a few flags around Glatton yeah. that are red and white as well. The colours of the town are red and white, aren't they? Yeah, similar as Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> In uh, Glatton, we have a phrase we say, if you want to... Um, go out to the world, you have to start in Clutton. <laughs> John, do you want to have a big surprise? Go on, yes, please. I will show you a, a personality who influenced Jürgen Klopp when he was a young boy. Okay. He was uh, the first football coach of Jürgen Klopp. Wow, uh, and here he is now. And here he is now, oh. yes. Here is Ulrich Rath. Ulrich Rath, this is John from BBC Radio. Hello. Ulrich, very nice to meet you. Hello. So Ulrich coached Jürgen Klopp? Ulrich coached Jürgen Klopp here in this sports oh, area. Zehn Jahre. For ten years? For ten, ten years. Ten years, even yes. I understood that. Okay. Wow, let's, let's sit down and, and have a chat with Ulrich because okay. Ulrich had a, a massive impact on Jürgen Klopp. Tell me about Jürgen Klopp, the football player. How good was Jürgen Klopp at football? Even back then, you could tell that he was a talented player and that he would become a good player. But we couldn't have known that he would go on to be this successful. But even in the youth team, he was an outstanding player, even when he was only 7, 8 or 10 years old. Did you see in him the potential to be a leader, to be a captain, to be a manager? Did you see that in... Jürgen when he was small? Oh, yeah, this war, this war yes, one could see that. He was always right at the forefront. He was also captain and he spoke up when something was not right. Then he came up to us and told us. Yes, we could see that in him. He always stood up for the others. But it was a great team. It was great to coach them. And Jürgen Klopp obviously is one of the most famous football managers in the world now. You were his first ever coach. Tell me about your relationship as a coach to Jürgen the player. Did he ever challenge you? Was he always listening to you? Was he a good boy when you coached him here at the football club? We had a good relationship. He expressed his opinion and often rightfully so. And then we had to come to an arrangement. We already had 10 to 15 players in the team and they all had their different opinions. Jürgen always spoke his mind, but he always did it in a correct way. And of course, when I told them what to do, they did it. And he was right there with them and told them, let's do it. And Norbert Klopp, Jürgen's father, how big an influence was Norbert on Jürgen? Norbert had a great influence on him, had him also geprägt. Norbert had a big influence on him. He shaped him. It's important to know that Norbert Klopp wasn't born here in Glatten. He's from Rhineland-Palatine, close to Mainz. The people from that area celebrate carnival. In Glatten and in the Black Forest, we don't. Norbert was very active here in this club, first in football, then later in tennis. And Jürgen got his father's eloquence and enthusiasm and vigor. He got all of this from his father. But his mother is originally from Glatten, from a long-established family. The people from the Black Forest are quiet, laid-back people. They always had to work hard. They were always strong-willed. And when Jürgen is jumping up and down, I can see Norbert in him. And 
When Jürgen closes the door behind him at home, he finds peace and quiet and collects strength, and that's his mother. Because without the quiet and the strength, he can't be active later on. The two need to go together. So he has parts from both of his parents. You're obviously a big influence on Jürgen. When you had your 75th birthday, is it true that Jürgen phoned you? Tell me about that. It's very emotional for you talking about that. What, what, did, what did Jürgen say on the telephone to you? Oh. He congratulated me, of course, and he wished me all the best. It means means a lot to you, doesn't it? I mean, I can understand why. You're almost tearing up talking to me about that. It must have meant a lot for, for Jürgen to phone you. It must have been very special for you. Yes, it has become less now. The distance is bigger now. I have become older, but it's true. He was often at my house because my sons were his age. They went to primary and later secondary school together. They graduated together. That created a connection. That's true. For many years, we stayed in touch. Of course, not so much anymore. But I completely understand that. But my sons are still in touch with him. And you're 79 now. You're nearly 80. Will Jürgen Klopp phone again on your 80th birthday? I would be happy. I really hope it came across there just how emotional Ulrich Rath, Jürgen Klopp's first football coach, was when he talked about getting that phone call on his birthday. My name's John Bennett. We're taking a closer look at Liverpool manager Jürgen Klopp's life in football and his journey to Anfield. We're going to move on from Klopp's home village now. He played for several amateur clubs after he left Glatten, eventually winding up in Frankfurt, where he played for Eintracht Frankfurt amateurs while studying sports science and coaching the club's under-13s. And after finishing his degree, it was in Mainz, where Klopp gained his first taste of professional football when he signed as a player in 1990. So Klopp won the fans over as a player eventually, but it was as a manager that he grabbed this Mainz team by the scruff of its neck. The team was in crisis, facing relegation to the third tier, when the club's bosses decided to make a brave move. Convert Jurgen Klopp the player into Jurgen Klopp the manager at the age of just 33. On the training pitch, Klopp's passion and intensity translated itself into a footballing tactic that's now famous around the world, namely Gagan pressing. The system requires incredibly high levels of fitness as players hunt in packs to regain possession immediately after losing the ball. So what's it like to perfect this system under Jurgen Klopp? We practiced it over and over again until we couldn't do it anymore, until we were too tired. Christoph Babatz. It was like all the cocks we were working together, from number one to number 24. Everyone on the team knew what they had to do in every situation. We practiced that really well and very often, and then we could reap the rewards. In the beginning, it was a change for us because we were usually standing a bit further back. But with Jürgen, we decreased the distance to the opponent goal thanks to the gegenpressing. So of course we like that. You've had a career that's taken you to some of the 
the biggest clubs in Germany, Hamburg, Hanover. You've been managed by lots of different coaches. What is it about Jurgen Klopp that makes him stand out, that makes him different, that makes him so successful, do you think? I think how close he is to the players. What I want to say is he hugs the players. There is a lot of body contact, which is something I have always liked. He goes up to the players and hugs them or gives them a little pat. I personally really like that and he did that with us a lot. He was really more of a player than a manager. He spoke our language, the language of the players. And finally, Christoph, is there one story, one anecdote you can tell us about Jurgen Klopp? One thing you think of when you think about Jurgen Klopp, a personal story that both of you shared that, that maybe sums up Jurgen Klopp as a person, as a manager? There is one story when we achieved promotion to the top division and we knew we were going to go to a training camp but we didn't know where and we assumed that we would just take our footballs and go somewhere but instead we took a plane to Sweden and stayed in the wilderness for a week we were camping in sleeping bags and had to cook our own food over the bonfire it was basically a team building activity when we were there we were saying oh my my God, never again. When we meet now, we are all saying it's the best thing he has ever done. Despite having a fraction of the budget of most other teams, Mainz lasted three seasons in the top flight under Jurgen Klopp, even qualifying for the UEFA Cup. But he couldn't keep working miracles at Mainz. In 2007, they were relegated back to the second tier. And after a failed attempt to bounce straight back up, it was time for Klopp to move on. Here's Harold Strutz. You told us that you will, go, will leave the club uh, if we don't get up um, we, uh, in the first division because we get down with him. And then we played one year in the second division. And he said, if we don't get up in the first division after one year, I will leave the club. And he, that was very an open, open conversation with him. And um, I think it was the most emotional uh, experience for me in this stadium. It was the last game. Because, you know, we, we, we played versus St. Pauli and we had no chance to get up in the first division. And it was finally decided that he will leave the club. And uh, after in the 85 minutes, five minutes before end of the game, everybody was singing, you never walk alone. It was, you were standing there and everybody was sad about his decision. But they were glad to have a beautiful time together with him. And then we made a big uh, meeting um, and on, on the theater place, about more than 25,000 people okay. were come to say goodbye to Jürgen Klopp. And you know, there was no chance to have no tears in your eyes. Alles, was ich bin, alles, was ich kann, habt ihr mich werden lassen. Alles. And he was standing there, he's got tears in his eyes too, and he made a, a very famous speech to all the supporters. Because he said, everything I got, everything I am, you gave, you gave to me. And that was the most yeah, impressive sentence I ever heard.
because it was the truth. My name's John Bennett. We're taking a closer look at Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp's life in football and his journey to Anfield. After that emotional goodbye, a new adventure began for Jurgen Klopp, 250 kilometres north of Mainz in the North Rhine-Westphalia region of Germany at one of the biggest clubs in the country. The average footballer from a little village in the Black Forest was about to hit the big time. That is the sound of the entrance music that greets the Borussia Dortmund players as they walk out at the club's 80,000 capacity stadium with its famous yellow wall of standing fans. It was here that Jurgen Klopp's coaching talents gained international recognition after he was given the job by one of the most powerful figures in German football. Borussia Dortmund chief executive Hans Joachim Vatschke. He was in my attention when he was a player at uh, the second league in uh, Mainz because he was a captain of the team. And then it was for all it was surprising because uh, on one weekend he was uh, captain and the next weekend he was coach. We will have a look on this and for that uh, I know what, what Jürgen Klopp uh, does in, in Mainz. And, and then I think uh, for the public uh, was very important for him uh, the World Cup in uh, 2006 where he was expert of uh, in TV and with his he is a Jürgen is a coach and at the other side a brilliant entertainer and for that uh, it was for the Germans it was complete new that there is a guy with uh, this high competence to declare everything and at the other side it, he makes it like uh, Thomas Gottschalk or some other entertainer of Germany uh, with a lot of charm and uh, it was fantastic. So take me forward to 2008 when you're looking to appoint a, a new head coach. Tell me the story of how you appointed Jurgen Klopp, why you chose him as the man to, to take the club forward. In this moment they played in the second league but before this they played first league and uh, when you have to play against Mainz you have a feeling, it was a little special feeling at the, at the one side uh, the players were not very good of Mainz, at the other side it was not so difficult to beat them because they have a lot of spirit they are tactical on a very high performance and uh, if this uh, goes in this way, then you have the feeling it must have to do with the coach. And uh, f from this moment, we considered about uh, Jürgen as, as BBB coach. And in 2008, it was, it was the time and was good for us, was good for him, was a perfect, was a perfect uh, story. Yeah, there must have been interest from lots of clubs in Jürgen Klopp. Was it an easy process to get him? When, tell me about that first meeting when you talked to him about getting the job. First meeting was in, in the near of Cologne, in a company of a friend of mine. And it was, for me, it was very surprising. We made him an offer and he was laughing and uh, he told me uh, the offer of, uh, now what, what I, actually my salary in Mainz is better than your offer. And it was a little bit a problem for us. And, but we, we find a way in the solution and uh, from the moment, from our first discussion until the last game of him, 
We had during this whole period a fantastic feeling. Dortmund, but now it's Dortmund on the counter attack. Uh, near side the right, and good running from Grosskreutz. So now Dortmund are interested in winning the game. Grosskreutz in the penalty area. He's Little in, floater, bit strong, and he's oh, in to score. Lewandowski good. comes in unmarked. And Robert Lewandowski, that gifted centre forward from Poland, missed chances at Wembley last week, but back in London makes no mistake at all. It was a fantastic seven years, wasn't it? So much success. What's the key thing he did straight away to... to to start bringing that identity, that that style of play to Borussia Dortmund, and also the emotions. He, he gave the team a new spirit, because if you um, have a view on Jürgen, he has um, a lot of power in um, bringing spirit to a team, to the whole club, to the fans. But in this moment, to the team, he played another style of football than we played before. This uh, aggressive playing of football, this pressing uh, on the on this personal style of him, and with whole power, and uh, and then on with his uh, empathy on the side, and that was uh, the main difference to the times before. Dortmund have won the ball back again. Lewandowski now, and the shot is driven into the back of the net by Mkhitaryan. And that first big success, the first Bundesliga title. That must have been a really special time when things really began to click for Jurgen Klopp and the team. It was unbelievable because um, it was three years later and uh, two, one year before, in, in 2010, at the start of the season, no one, no one of all experts, and we have a lot of experts like in England, uh, good experts and not so good experts, but not the good and not the bad experts said the feeling that Borussia Dortmund could uh, win the title because at, in 2010 we have the fifth position and now uh, we win the title. It was unbelievable and with a very cheap team, uh, low budget, uh, the, the loan budget of the team in, in, in 2011 was 38 million euros. That's nothing for, for English relations, is less than nothing. And um, it was fantastic. Masterminding Borussia Dortmund's first league title since 2002 with a thrilling brand of attacking football and his now trademark array of gestures and touchline celebrations made Klopp a hero in Dortmund and a celebrity in Germany. Yes, that is Kloppo du Popstar, the Jürgen Klopp anthem. And sitting next to me here in this beautiful uh, Italian restaurant in Dortmund, the brains behind that song, it's Uli Graf, who is the writer of Kloppo de Popstar, the producer of Kloppo de Popstar. He's invited us uh, to this fantastic restaurant. Uli, hello, thank you for inviting hello, us. Hello, thank you to be here. So first of all, we have to talk about the song, Kloppo de Popstar. Yes. Tell me the story of this song, which has become so famous, not only in Dortmund, but around Germany. I think it was number two in the charts. Yes, it was number two in the charts. Uh, it was uh, yeah, by an accident <laughs> the song we were together in, in holidays and uh, with Michael Zorc and we talk about and say come we don't lose any game anymore this, this season and then we get the championship and three weeks before I had the idea to make a song and this time uh, Jürgen was a real pop star in Germany everybody likes him because he is a man of, of us He's like you can sit here, and everybody has uh, very uh, be um, excited with him. And though I write the song Club of the Pop Star, 
and it was a surprise for him. It's a celebration the night after the winning of the championship, and he was going to the, to the stage, and uh, everybody knows uh, the video. He was dancing perfect, and everybody. This was a great joke for us. What was his reaction to the song? Does he like being called a pop star? Does he think he's a rock star or a pop star? No, he don't like it first the name of pop star, but every say, ah, you are a rock star, you are a pop star. And, uh, but uh, the song was so good to go on stage and dance with it. And that's, does that sum him up, the fact he was willing to go out and dance to the song in front of thousands of fans? Does that sum Jürgen Klopp up? He wasn't embarrassed to, to dance to the song. Yes, uh, I was standing uh, next to me and I said, I have a surprise for you. My friend Vinnie Upper, who is a singer, will, uh, will sing now the, one of his songs. He was this evening make the, the audition. And um, he said, I don't go. I said, wait of the refrain. If you like it, go on the stage. If you don't like it, stay here. And I think he like it. Go on the stage and dance and everything. So it was very nice. The fact it got to number two in the charts in Germany. Yes. So it wasn't just Borussia Dortmund fans buying the song, was it? This is famous song in Germany. What did Jurgen Klopp think of that success? Uh, I think he don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not his, his part uh, to to look about. He make what he want, and uh, he want to be. He, the nicest thing of him is he want. He don't want to be famous. He want. He want to be one of the people, one of the crowd. And that everybody likes him. He is not a special one. He is the man of everybody. He is famous, though, because we've got the CD here in front of us. And he's right on the front of it. Klopp Odu pop star with his Borussia Dortmund scarf on. What does Jurgen Klopp mean to this city? What, what does he mean to Dortmund? He is a hero. He's one of the, the, the most famous men ever been in, in Germany. I think he's the most famous man all over the world. Everybody knows him. And it's been in America or in China. Everybody knows him. And uh, he wake up Borussia Dortmund when he comes. And uh, something of him was uh, the club is the town and the town is a club. He comes together with him. This was this, uh, uh, this year becomes this meaning. Is that what he said? Is that what he said to yeah. you? That's the way he's thinking? Yeah. That's, that's a brilliant little phrase. Just say that again. That's, that's, that's a really nice way of putting it. Yeah. The club is a town and the town is a club. And therefore, everybody is a Borussia fan. In Dortmund, nobody has another party. Everybody is in yellow and black or the black and yellow. And uh, he was uh, the sign for everything. That is to, to be from, from little, from the boy, from the street, from the black forest, become a hero. Everybody is possible for everybody. It's a very erotic voice, by the way, the translator. Congratulations. Wow. Again, please. And you go on holiday yeah. with Jürgen Klopp. Yeah. What's it like to go on holiday with Jürgen Klopp? How, how good is it? How, how good is the company? Uh, you have the, the biggest fun you have. Uh, it's not possible to make more. Every time laughing, every time joking, uh, everyone talk about... Um, every, you can talk everything. You can talk about uh, politics, you can talk about sports. He's a very intelligent and clever man and uh, say what he wants. You don't have to be fear to say anything to him. 
So a great football coach, a decent dancer and an ideal holiday companion. But Jurgen Klopp's talents didn't end there. Jurgen Klopp is a marketing man's dream uh, because uh, a person like him working for an emotional club like Borussia Dortmund, that's a perfect fit. Carsten Kramer was Borussia Dortmund's head of marketing during Klopp's seven years at the club. He was able to give this club and his identity a face, a human being. And Jurgen Klopp was, and I would say is still, representing a club like Borussia Dortmund on its best. What was it about him that, that made him able to, to spread the name of Borussia Dortmund? I know there's the, the success, but the clubs have success and people don't become as famous. Well, what one, of the one of the core characteristics of our club is the intensity and the emotion, the authenticity. And Jurgen Klopp is just himself. He's so authentic. Uh, he's an emotional person, but please do not only reduce him. To the emotion side of him. He has so many uh, different um, characters, but he's able to show the people that he's identifying, that he's giving his best, that he's loving to, to work with and for the people. He's just himself. And if you're a club whose um, um, positioning is authenticity and intensity, then Jurgen Klopp is a perfect fit. I've heard stories that sometimes if there were sponsors wavering at Borussia Dortmund, that you might get Jurgen Klopp involved. Can you tell me about that? Is that true? We don't want to overwhelm this guy because we know that he's a, perf a person who is able to solve any problems. Uh, but honestly, yes, he did. Uh, we asked him uh, once to, to give us some support in order to convin convince some sponsors and Yes, it worked. He's a, he's a weapon. Uh, he has um, abilities as uh, a perfect all-rounder and he um, supported us in, a, in an awesome way. Other managers wouldn't be able to help so much in that domain, would they? I, I, would, I would say in a different way, I wouldn't ask any other manager to do something like this. Now, apart from the stadium, the Westfalen Stadion, there is only one other place to come to meet Borussia Dortmund fans of an evening. It's the Ratschanker Bar, home of uh, one of the Borussia Dortmund fan clubs, Fan Club 09. And I've bumped into four fans who uh, have fantastic memories of Jurgen Klopp. My name is Daniela. I'm Borussia Dortmund fan since 30 years. My name is Ariana. I'm Borussia Dortmund fan since 1983. Hi, my name is Ulf. Uh, I'm fan since 13 years. My name is Roy Stelling. I've been a fan for Borussia for 24 years. It makes you emotional, doesn't it, when I talk about Jurgen Klopp? Go on, I'll say the name Jurgen Klopp. Tell me your emotions. Oh, I loved him. He's a very great uh, uh, trainer and um, a coach. <laughs> And uh, he's so, so funny and his laugh is, well, special. What was it about him that made him have such a special relationship with the fans? Uh, he was a great coach and he was very emotional. And uh, his emotions come back to us. And that's great. Did you feel connected to him emotionally? I think the people from this uh, region, uh, from the Warpot... Uh, we are we are so we are very emotional. Uh, we are uh, straight on, and uh, Jurgen Klopp is also. We work hard for all, and uh, that's uh, the team works hard, and uh, Jurgen Klopp um, is one of this. 
and he attracted fans from all over the world because we've got a fan from Scotland sitting with us here. He's a massive Borussia Dortmund fan. He's, he's got a shirt on, been going to the club for years. What, what, what was it about Jurgen Klopp for you that made him so special? Uh, Jurgen was... He had the special um, connection with the fans because the fans were so um, emotional and he was emotional as well and it just seemed to blend. It was a perfect relationship. And it's, you'll never get another Jurgen Klopp. No? He's so mega. The final whistle's gone and Bayern Munich are the champions of Europe for the first time in 12 years. Jurgen Klopp's glittering time in charge of Borussia Dortmund almost delivered Europe's biggest prize in 2013. But in an all-German Champions League final, they suffered a heartbreaking defeat to arch-rivals Bayern Munich at Wembley. And with the club increasingly struggling to keep hold of its best players, Klopp's tenure was about to come to an end. And on the full-time whistle, Jurgen Klopp went straight over to Jupp Heynckes and gave him a big hug, a couple of big hugs, and offered his congratulations before Jupp Heynckes... The first half of the 2014-2015 season was a nightmare for Klopp. By the winter break, they'd stunned German football by dropping into the relegation zone. They did dig themselves out of trouble in the second half of the campaign, eventually finishing seventh. But in April, Klopp told Vachka it was time to move on. Yeah, it was a special situation because uh, on uh, on in this in the last year in the seventh year uh, we had a bad uh, situation on, on 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 Christmas. We were seventeenth from eighteenth club in Bundesliga, and uh, then we made with all pressure we go in the preparation of the second half. And, but after 19 uh, match days, we were at the last position. And uh, in all these moments, there was not one day we had the feeling it's over. But one day, it, I think it was in April or so, we would sit together in my office, uh, Jürgen, Michael Zorg and me, and he told us, I know you would never say these words. And for that, I will say it, it's over. And he was very, he was very determined in this, uh, this moment. And for that, uh, we, we both, Michael Zorg and me, we both uh, recognized that it was, uh, it was his decision. And it's clear decision. And we talked one or two hours more. But uh, he was clear, he says it's over and uh, we can uh, tell it to the public. That was a very sad moment. I remember the press conference uh, and the, the, the moment when, when Aki and Michael and, and Jürgen agreed um, that um, this season will be his last one. It was a very, very sad and disappointing moment because we all had the dream that this story maybe could be written some more seasons. Uh, but part of the club is also to accept losses like this. That was a loss um, and the fears belong to the club as well as um, something like this. Um, it was a very sad uh, and disappointing moment with a very nice end uh, because uh, although we had some problems in this season we qualified for Europa League finally which was a kind of happy end of an unbelievable story. We all knew that uh, a long uh, period of wonderful uh, working, of wonderful times of success was over. And uh, it 
was was hard for us for all uh, but f for me it was clear that our friendship will last for the eternity and so it happened and back at the Ratshanka fan club the announcement Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. The moment of Klopp's departure is one of those moments where everyone remembers where they were. Oh, I was uh, sitting in the living room and was crying. My, my son comes to me and, and say, hey, mom, well, what's, what's the matter? And I say, oh, Jürgen Klopp leaves us. It's, I, I, I can't uh, um, imagine to have another coach. It's, I, I don't know, it, it was, oh, I'm uh, here. Yeah, You've got goosebumps. goosebumps. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I was very, 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 very sad. Yeah, me too, the same. Crying and very sad about it. And, and uh, you don't know where can come now and do it like him. So that's Jurgen Klopp's journey from humble beginnings in the Black Forest via hero status as a player and manager at Mainz to the big time at Borussia Dortmund. After another tearful farewell, he was supposed to take a year off. But in October 2015, this club came calling. Jurgen Klopp has agreed a three-year deal to become Liverpool's new manager. Liverpool fans are like kids on Christmas Eve. They've been tracking the private jet of Jurgen Klopp all the way from Dortmund. LFC, you have to change from doubter to believer. And now Klopp has the same emotional connection with the Liverpool fans that he had with the Mainz and the Dortmund supporters. An extraordinary journey to Anfield for the normal guy. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.